0: there's a scandal college cheerleaders scandal drinking among college cheerleaders what? on the team oh boy you hate to see that at kentucky
1: holy wow. cow that
0: is obsessive. wow
1: public nudity nude cheerleaders film at 11 and, drinking before the 21 again tomorrow
0: <laughs> um uh coming up we got to play the clip of the day which is nancy pelosi calling the president fat if you haven't heard it it's absolutely fantastic so we'll get to that in a little bit
1: yeah first uh, business before pleasure The attorney general was speaking out yesterday, and he said a a couple of things. The second thing he said got all the news coverage all day long, and that is clip number 36, Sean. As to President Obama and Vice President
0: Biden, whatever their level of involvement, based on the information I have today, I don't expect Mr. Durham's work will lead to a criminal investigation of either man. That didn't strike me, and I should have said this yesterday, um, didn't strike me as that astounding. What would have been astounding is for him to say there would be a criminal investigation of a president or vice president. Mm -hmm. That would be an incredible story. Right. The fact that there's not going to be, yeah, that's what I assumed.
1: You know what, And, and I fault myself for not asking for this, I thought what he said about why that wouldn't happen was eloquent and really true. He said, "We can't have a system where we're constantly going after our presidents criminally. No, going back and forth as each party gets power, it just it would be incredibly unhealthy for the republic.
0: And you could, if you wanted to, it could easily be done. Oh yeah, that you know we talked about this during impeachment all the time. If you wanted to find things to call impeachable or a crime, you could do it all the time.
1: Right? Yeah, it's just so easy. And I thought Barr was pretty eloquent on that, and significantly." It was uh, a shot, I guess we, did we play that the other, yesterday? Because it was a shot across uh, both Pelosi and Schumer's bow and his bosses. He was telling Trump, look, I'm not going to prosecute Obama. This is not good, so forget it. So it was remarkably even-handed and honorable in that Bill Bar way. But the first thing he said, um, or one of the things he said was, Extremely important and got zero coverage all day long. That's clip 35. What happened to the president in the 2016 election
0: and throughout the first two years of his administration was abhorrent. It was a grave injustice and it was unprecedented in American history. The law enforcement and intelligence apparatus of this country were involved in advancing a false. An utterly baseless Russian collusion narrative against the president. How did that not make the headlines all day long as opposed to we're not going to do what, of course, they're not going to do? Um,
1: Our law enforcement agencies pushed a false narrative knowing it was false. Correct. For years. Knowingly and premeditatedly. And I think I know why.
0: You Um, know why it didn't get... That clip didn't get more attention, or why well, the law enforcement agency did it?
1: The, the second one. Okay. Well, both. Uh, the clip didn't get more attention because it doesn't fit the narrative. And the narrative is the only thing that matters to the news these days, the news media. Not the facts, but the narrative. Um, the I believe that the whole uh, Obama cabal, we'll call him that, Obama-Biden, Comey, Clapper, Brennan... Uh, McCabe, Strock, Page, all those people. Number one, they hated Trump. They hate Trump. They hate his politics. They hate his personality. They hate his style. They hate what he said about the intelligence services and his lack of regard for the D.C. swamp monsters. Um, Some of which I found a little over the top when Trump said it. Some of which I think was perfectly appropriate. But anyway, they hated him. And... They thought, briefly, very briefly, something weird was going on between the Trump campaign and Russia. You know, the thing Carter Page said that ended up being nothing to the Australian diplomat. If you don't know the story, don't worry about it. Um, The General Flynn, talking to Kislyak thing, turned out to be nothing, and they knew it very, very quickly. But they let their hatred for Trump fuel their fires of suspicion to the point that they went way outside the lines and they broke all sorts of laws and broke all sorts of rules and ethics and the rest of it because they were so hot to trot to nail Trump and they then having very quickly figured out that it was a false narrative, they had to cover their ass by perpetuating it. Because they got so far outside the lines. And interestingly I,
0: I think it's confirmation bias. The example I think that works well is the the run up to the war in Iraq. Everybody's so certain of the weapons of mass destruction that you start only seeing things that back that up and your mind just rules out things that would uh you know, not
1: back up your belief.
0: Right. Right. And we can all do that in our lives. Which and you, expl- sometimes you, you you do that looking back.
1: Right. Right. Yes, I can, and have. Um, that explains the very first part of it. That doesn't explain nope, the next two right. years.
0: You're right. You're absolutely yep. right about that.
1: Because they were absolutely certain there was no uh, uh, there's no evidence. So Matt Taibbi, in the piece we mentioned yesterday, there's much more to it. It's very, very good. But his headline is, Democrats have abandoned civil liberties. And he makes the point that they immediately knew there was nothing to the Kislyak call. There's nothing to Carter Page, any of it. Um, and his summary of that section is warrantless surveillance, multiple illegal leaks of classified information, a false statesman's charge constructed on the razor's edge of Miranda, and the use of never produced secret counterintelligence evidence in a domestic criminal proceeding. This is the rule of law we're being asked to cheer. Russiagate cases are often two-level offenses, factually bogus or exaggerated, and also indicative of authoritarian practices. And um, then he he goes into a little uh, detail on the Flynn thing and how there was nothing to it. Papadopoulos, there's absolutely nothing to it. And McCabe, uh, newly released testimony by McCabe that the FBI felt as early as the summer of 2016 that the evidence didn't particularly indicate that Papadopoulos was interacting with the Russians. They had nothing. Um, if you're in the media and keeping score, that's about six months before our industry lost its mind and scrambled to make Watergate comparisons over Jim Comey's March 2017 bombshell revelation of the existence of an FBI-Trump-Russia investigation. Nobody bothered to wonder if they actually had any evidence. Then he goes, interestingly, to compare it to the Chelsea-Manning-Julian-Assange thing, Um and he says the Flynn case was built on surveillance gathered under the FISA Amendments Act of 2008, a program that seems to have been abused on a massive scale by both Democratic and Republican administrations.
0: And got re-certified the other day.
1: Yeah, with some tweaks, but we'll see how significant they are. And he goes into the FISA abuse thing. FISA court was... um Uh, By October 2016, the FISA court was declaring that systematic overuse of these so-called 702 searches was a very serious Fourth Amendment issue. They talk about the millions of searches in 2017 alone, millions of these uh, rarely-to-be-used surveillance of Americans using our foreign surveillance uh, tools. Then he says, anyone who bothers to look back will find hints at how this program might have been misused. In late 2015, Obama officials bragged to the Wall Street Journal they'd made use of FISA surveillance involving Jewish-American groups as well as U.S. lawmakers in Congress, all because they wanted to more effectively counter Israeli opposition to Obama's nuclear deal with Iran. This is a long way from using surveillance to defuse terror plots or break up human trafficking rings. So this is Matt Taibbi hammering the Obama administration. I can understand not caring about the plight of Michael Flynn, but cases like this have turned erstwhile liberals, people who just a decade ago were marching in the streets over the civil liberties implications of Cheney's war on terror apparatus, into defenders of the spy state. Politicians and pundits across the last four years have rolled their eyes at attorney-client privilege. The presumption of innocence or the right to face one's accuser, the right to counsel and a host of other issues, regularly denouncing civil rights worries as red herring excuses for Trumpism. You know, there's a lot more to it. And he goes on, but he and he, and he points out that Republicans have been no treat on this stuff when they have power, but he is calling out Democrats brutally for their utter hypocrisy on this. Final note. Um, Blue staters have gone from dismissing constitutional concerns as Trumpian ruse to sneering at them in the manner of French aristocrats as evidence of proletarian mental defect. That's a good sentence. Nowhere has this been more evident than in the response to the COVID-19 crisis, where the almost mandatory take of pundits is that any protest of lockdown measures is a troglodyte death wish. The after effects of years of Russiagate Trump coverage are seen everywhere. Press outlets reflexively associate complaints of government outreach with Trump treason and racism. And conversely, radiate a creepily gleeful tone when describing aggressive emergency measures and the problems some dumb Americans have had accepting them.
0: Wow, Matt Tybee, who hates Trump, it's worth pointing out. Yeah, um, he might have his finger on what's going on with the media more than anybody in uh, in the world.
1: Yeah, and that COVID description is is great, and it's it's shocked and, and angered me. Anybody saying anything about, hey, this is excessive and it's hurting people, is portrayed as some sort of mouth-breathing, gun-toting, Trump-ass-kissing moron.
0: And as he says, it all stems from the, the camps we put ourselves in over the whole Russia thing.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is dead on. This is great uh, journalism it's really slash opinion. Yeah, well done, Matt.
0: Uh Coming up, tales from around the world, sinkholes in Turkey, cyclones in India. Both are pretty interesting and the Speaker of the House calling the President fat, which you need to hear <laughs> next.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. He's our president, and I would rather he not be taking something that has not been approved uh, by the scientist, especially in his age group and in his, shall we say, weight group, what is morbidly obese, they say. (laughs)
0: Wow. Especially in his, shall we say, weight group.
1: Morbidly obese.
0: Morbidly obese, they say.
1: (laughs) Wow. So we're now down to (laughs) calling people fat.
0: Oh my God. Did Nancy walk behind the curtain and then she just like bent over laughing? Oh my God. I can't believe I did that. (sighs) Especially in his, uh, as they say, weight group.
1: Morbidly obese, they say.
0: (laughs) That's because the president announced he's taking that hydrochloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine.
1: Whatever it is. It's good stuff. Um, I I throw it in cocktails in the evening. mm -hmm. So. Wards off evil spirits
0: that story either matters to you or it doesn't. I've heard so many different stories out of people flying their different experiences. A buddy of mine flew from Salt Lake City to Kansas City last week um, for a, uh, a vacation they'd had planned for a long time so they could still go, but the flight had been changed three times as you know, the number of flights keep getting scorched down. And, you know, it it got extended into layovers and all this different sort of stuff. And I I keep hearing from people flying back and forth on jam-packed full planes and then people flying on empty planes. We got Mm. this one. Just flew on Sunday from Portland to Oakland on Southwest. Plane was about half full. Everybody has to wear masks, no drinks or snacks. I would hate that. Both airports were empty. All gift shops, restaurants, coffee shops, food courts closed. It was depressing to see. I fly quite often for business. Never
1: seen anything like this. Wow, wait a minute. So you couldn't buy a drink and a snack? So everything was closed
0: in the airport, and then you get on a plane and they don't give you nothing. You
1: got to plan ahead. Weird. Word to the wise. Flyers. Other
0: strange things are happening in the world. Start in Turkey, um, where they've got these giant man-made sinkholes that have just shown up for some reason. I don't know if they've been getting a lot of rain or whatever. I I don't follow turkey weather as closely as i should if
1: they're man-made how are they unexplained i don't i don't, get it.
0: I don't call i follow anatolian uh, showers the way i should uh well the what did i say oh the the there are caves underneath that they're finding so oh. these sinkholes are sinkholes nice but, job, they're, sinkhole. but they're revealing these caves that ex- that go back they think more than two thousand years and are going to be really something to excavate if they get the chance it's unfortunate that so so many of the coolest archaeological sites in the world uh, exist where ISIS will cut your head off, mm. or uh, you know totalitarian governments or whatever.
1: Right? Yeah. So they believe these caves were inhabited, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, two thousand years ago. Yeah. Okay. And uh, these giant sinkholes. There's a cool video of it. I should retweet this. I will. I'll tweet it out. But uh, these giant sinkholes that are showing up all over Turkey. Then this other story. Uh, authorities in Eastern India and Bangladesh are relocating tens of thousands of people away from the coastline ahead of a super cyclone that is expected to inflict large-scale damage. So the governments actually making tens of thousands of people leave their homes for however long to get away from this. What is the equivalent of a category 5 hurricane heading toward Indian Bangladesh, two countries that are already being ravaged by the pandemic? With very little infrastructure to adequately cope with any of
1: this, and ravaged by being third world countries more yeah. or
0: less, so you got the uh, you got the you got the coronavirus. Then you got a cyclone hit you. Then right. you got no food or uh, clean water or anything on top of that.
1: So probably get the uh, murder hornets there any day now. Oh, it's just a matter of time. I mean, have you heard anybody uh, going all biblical on this stuff? <laughs> Claiming it's the, uh, the Old Testament, God back in the business, Bible. I have not, I smitings don't, and, and plagues and the rest of
0: it. I don't really run in those circles, but I have not heard that. Mm. And Too I just,
1: much sodomy.
0: And I just came across this on my notes, so I'll read it now. We were talking a lot about schools the last couple of days and whether the classes are better or worse or how much better or how much worse. Or, okay, so maybe it's okay this year, but what about next year when you've got a whole uh, class of students that you've never met before and you see them for... 45 minutes a week through a screen just their headshot how well will you know them i don't know anyway we got this text i'm an elementary school principal and our big issue is knowing how many kids will be back so many kids have left and we can't
1: find them wow they've just unplugged from the whole educational system and just gone that's got to be the you know the the houses where education is just not prized it's not an emphasis i can't imagine that no what are what are the kids? Uh, what's the school uh, program, honey? I don't care. Doesn't matter.
0: From what I understand, you don't have to go, so it's not
1: right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's that's a significant chunk of America. Yeah. Man, that's that's child abuse. It is. It absolutely is. But nobody wants to call uh, those families, those parents on that because that's "quote unquote" blaming the victim. Cause then which poor... means you get more of it if you want less of it. Call it what it is. Call it out.
0: Because then that poor kid, uh, you know, is going to be struggling in this class or that class because they weren't attending. And then you know how much how awful that is for them. Because I know I got a kid that struggles with various things, math particularly. And it puts a lot of pressure on them, and they feel bad that they're getting worse scores than the other kids, and all that sort of stuff. And it does a lot. To, yeah, that's just
1: awful all the and way. And then around. you keep making excuses and somehow shoehorn them into a college where they will then fail.
0: That's rough. Anyway, it wasn't intended. It's to reality. Bring it
1: down. Wake up and smell the reality. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show I've been hiking The first thing you notice when you go hiking Is it's a mistake <laughs> Oh, we're not walking anywhere in particular There's nothing at the end of this trail There's no bar or restaurant Not even a vending machine We're just idiots <laughs> There's always that moment when you go hiking When you realize, oh no, now we have to walk back there's no exit through the gift shop.
0: <laughs> Hiking is it re- making a return? Some places you can,
1: some places you can't. Right? I think most places you can now. So. It's just it's, it's, uh, some of the limitations are so stupid. The uh, Florida mayor, with you can play tennis, but only singles, and there has to be an empty court between two games. Why? Because people are constantly crashing into each other and spitting on each other. I've played tennis. You don't interact with the people on the other court. Or all the they places... can whack your ball back to you with their racket.
0: All the places have outlawed fishing.
1: Yeah, just idiotic. Um, speaking of uh, athletic endeavors, though, and exercise and all, uh, a lot of us are wondering, wondering when pro sports might be back here as a trio of governors from Texas, California, and New York talking about that very thing. Some professional sports can return on May the 31st. That includes pro golf, auto racing, baseball, softball, tennis, football, and basketball. Pro sports in that first week or so of June without spectators and modifications and very prescriptive conditions also can begin to move forward. Why wait
0: until you can fill a stadium before you start to bring the team back? And if you can televise it in the meantime, great. (laughs) That's obviously
1: true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good point there. I loved how Gavin Newsom had that very restrictive policies. We're barely going to let it go. And I might end it. I might, so be careful.
0: He, he really likes to take the oh. tone of, I'm in charge of when and how, and I got my eye on this, whatever it is they're talking about. What was that character from a a Animal nieder-
1: House, Niedermeyer? Yeah, yeah, he's Niedermeyer You're from Animal House. You're such animals. a Niedermeyer. He,
0: uh, I guess, maybe that polls well. It's like, I'm in charge, clearly in charge of all these
1: decisions. You'd have made a good Nazi, Gavin. All right. Uh, oh, uh, so I'm a huge baseball fan, and I've been following the the attempts to come up with a plan to start playing some baseball again. Um and uh, Trevor Bauer is a pitcher for the... Is he with the Reds at this point? I believe that's right, yeah. yeah with the he, Reds. Was, he was speaking out uh, about... Uh, well, let's hear number four first.
0: Uh, sure, there's always going to be people that look at players and say that we're greedy, or that look at owners and say that they're greedy. Uh, what happens is when when these details get leaked to the media, uh, it's meant to position owners as, look, we're trying to get back on the field for the fans, and the players are the ones that are holding it up. And at at some point, like a deal is a deal, and there's a an industry that makes a certain amount of money, and you know we're the product on the field. We, the fans come to watch us play. They don't go to watch the owners run a business or anything like that. So we're not asking for anything that's out of line here. We're just asking to be compensated fairly based on what is going on in the industry, and we have a collective bargaining agree- agreement in place that outlines what is fair.
1: Okay, now I get it. So the, the holdup in Dumb uh, baseball— jock. The, uh, yeah, shut up and play baseball. There you go. That's a fair argument. Uh, the, the problem is that the players association is holding up getting back to play. And what he seems to be making an argument for is we got to get our full salary, which is, uh, there are, uh, a few. Uh, Places where that is the case—that you, no matter whether business is better than ever, like your uh, your big box hardware stores, or just disastrous. There are a few places that are in the disastrous category that are still paying their people full, but very few. What are those? Yeah, I know. Well, there ain't. I don't know what they are. Yeah, well, yeah. I know know a, a couple, but
0: I know a number of people that have taken pay cuts. In the form of just like 10% off your check or you're forced to take vacation, but you don't get paid for it or whatever. I know a lot of
1: that. Right. Yeah, there's a tremendous amount of give back going on in the American economy right now. And the baseball players are saying, not us, even though we'll have uh, whatever significant percentage of the revenue is... um is ticket sales and, and, you know, food and drink is an amazing amount of money at the golf cart, the uh, golf, I'm sorry, at the, uh, the ballpark, um, the concession sales and all. And they're saying, no, we want the full boat, um, cause we had an agreement. Yeah. You know what? Jack and I had an agreement too, Trevor. And, and it's just, you know, it's tough times and everybody's doing their part. The, the baseball players union,
0: notoriously the most, uh, hard lined of all the professional sports. I think that's the reason why baseball is going to have the hardest, uh, Path back just because of the the, his, the they do not agree and they they are hard lines in the stand
1: in the sand constantly right and very little give. Baseball has in the past and in the present had in the present had hard-assed commissioners too. I mean right. really hard ass and so the players' union it could be argued have grown up to to be the same. Boy, right. I'd so say, now they're constantly loggerheads. I'd say
0: all these people need to keep in mind, owners and players, that this this is a different era. I mean, it was tough to come back from the strike years ago. It took a long time before people got interested in baseball again. Well, actually you had to have uh people take all kinds of illegal drugs and do things nobody'd ever done before to get the fans back. Right. Um and pretend it wasn't happening. But man, that that was when there were few other entertainment options in the modern world where there are a million interesting things I can do in my phone that I have with me all the time. Right, man. I wouldn't toy with the popularity of your video game, your movie, your 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 singing career or your sport.
1: Everybody's always loved blank and always will love because people will move on to something else stuff that nobody does anymore. People can move (laughs) on to something else so fast. Right. Yeah. Be careful, but you know you got twenty-something millionaires, and they don't—they don't have that perspective, and they don't care. Honestly, um, a, a lot of them don't care. I—I know a handful of baseball insiders, and the modern players very, very different than the fifteen-year ago player who understood that they've got a hundred years of tradition behind them. They're part of it now, but they will leave it for the next generations of this great game we all love so much. F that says the the modern player, and I don't care who the so called team leaders are. It's me, my agent, my trainer, and my publicist. That's my team. Mm. Very different. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of sports, one final.
0: Sports so show. you're not like you know bleed Dodger blue. You bleed uh, Johnson and Zurgensen law firm. It's me, 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 me. Because you're with that particular firm that has an agency. Agent and a representative and a PR person and all that.
1: And it it goes as deep as, you know, in the culture of Major League Baseball teams, you have uh, the clubhouse guy who's been there for 25 years, who is a revered figure and totally respected and treated like a friend, Um, but not anymore. Now the young millionaires come in, they don't give a damn, they bark orders, they order them around, whatever, and it used to be the young players would defer to the more experienced guys in the clubhouse or whatever, and now, no, 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 I got a big paycheck, I got a publicist, I got an agent, you know, hey, old man, you don't get to tell me what to do. Well, the the if, culture has changed, well, the NBA, well, money Sean's will, a big NBA Money will fan. do
0: that, though, if you're if you're hmm. 20 years old and you got $80 million, mm-hmm. uh, how many orders are you going
1: to take? Right. From who? Uh, right it's unfortunate though it will oh sure the i game agree will crumble for it i agree but. but it's like the nba the players are so alienated and, and weird and young that now every team has a psychiatrist on staff they're required to why wow, just odd times well that's true for young people in general but. and that's before the chinese bat fever um which you know who knows it's not gonna end baseball but be careful fellas
0: uh, that alienated, depressed anxiety thing is true for young people, whether you're a pro sports
1: player or not. True that. Oh, and apparently it's affected the cheerleaders at the University of Kentucky who have been engaged in disgusting, patless hijinks that I do not approve of, and I know you won't either.
0: Pantless drinking in college? No, oh, I know it. What's, Sometimes topless. What's oh,
1: next? No, no, no. Really?
0: Yeah. It, like, and there were boats and a lake involved. Exactly.
1: They went to a lake and got drunk and did things that should not be spoken of, Jack. And this is a... well, they fired everybody involved. The we ma- this this society is the most bizarre mix of puritanical and pornographic ever seen on earth, American society, we are perhaps the most hypocritical, hypocritical people who have ever breathed the air.
0: Everybody with porn at their fingertips, and apparently a lot of people looking at it based on the amount of money that's being made and numbers that you see on websites. Sure, like that. sure. But if anybody ever actually does anything Old like school this... Old-school
1: hijinky. Well, this cannot stand. Title IX declares that we must live within. there is no hearing and you're presumed guilty. and Everyone is fired. These are odd times, my friends.
0: Got some more texts about this whole school thing. Do you know anything about this, um, the text I read earlier, the idea of kids just disappearing? Is that happening in your schools? Is that happening with your kids? That, that, that was new to me. We got another one from a school employee about that. Our text line is 415 kftc
1: Getty show some
0: regions of Italy reopened restaurants, but the chefs kept kissing their fingers. So they immediately had to close again.
1: Delicious.
0: Ah, Visual his face. Disgusting. Um, talked about they're going to put uh, in some airports, Well, probably everywhere they'll be taking your temperature before you get on a plane. But some of them you're going to walk through a scanner. It's not looking for uh, a knife or a gun, but checking to see if your body temperature is high. I guess this is something that does already exist. Last summer, my wife and I were in Germany and had to scramble to make a flight out between the stress of rushing to check in, carrying a heavy carry-on, and the warm, humid temps there. I was feeling pretty toasty as I walked through the metal detector. I set off their thermal imaging system Oh, no. They saw that my body temp was you're hot, baby. They saw that my body temp was higher than most others at the entry point, so they pulled me aside, gave me a thorough pat down, took my bags apart. They explained that my elevated body temp was something they look for with hijackers, terrorists, etc.
1: Uh um, Wow. When you're hot, you're hot. And
0: they were huh. so they were scanning everybody for their body temperature. Well, well, some places already do that, so they'll be doing that to see if you get the COVID.
1: I'm hot blooded, check it and see. Exactly. I could probably keep this up all day.
0: Lyrics from foreigner songs?
1: No, just hot references.
0: Okay. Um, And then also on the idea of kids just disappearing from school. Hey, guys, I'm a school employee.
1: Not like disappearing at the edge of the woods because the clowns got them.
0: (laughs) They just aren't going anymore. Right, Right, on the Zoom thing. They just aren't on your Zoom class. Yeah, okay. Um, And you're not, I don't think you're supposed to strike that. I know you're not supposed to make a big deal out of attendance or or uh, how well you're doing or anything. Mm. The, the reality of it is, they're not saying it's out loud, but the reality is, is there are no standards for this. Wow. And with your public schools of of attendance or getting your work done or how well it's done because it would be seen as possibly unfair to lower income students who don't have the right Wi-Fi or uh, home life or whatever.
1: I need to point this out because we got a great email from somebody at a town you know about and I'll tell you about later, but um, that said, hey, listen, guys, it's absolutely true in some districts what you've been saying, but we're buttoned up. We got it going on. Everybody's learning. We're doing it all. There's no crap. We don't tolerate that crap over here. Hmm. So, depends whether you're a blue county or red county.
0: I'm um, a school employee and can tell you that any break in the school <laughs> schedule, like holidays and summer, triggers a lot of enrollment change. And in the corona job, with the corona job going on, we have a major shift. Even if it's just between between neighboring towns, as extended families combine households. The kids drop off the radar. That's really interesting.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the way this thing shakes out is going to be so interesting to watch. I, I hope it's not near the worst case in terms of, you know, economics and unemployment and education and the rest of it, but uh, it will have some effect, some hangovers. Uh, here's a great story from the, the deep, blue, ridiculous uh, Portlandia area. Well, the state of Oregon in general. Um, this is a, an article, um, it's in the first person, so it's not me, it's the, the journalist, but I received a call tonight from Lindsey Graham. First of all, let's get this out of the way. Not the hawkish senator from South Carolina. Oh, okay. It's a, a, a hairdresser. All right. Lindsey is a hairdresser that reopened I can her see s- Lindsey
0: Graham as a hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Excuse me. Allergies. Lindsay is a hairdresser that oh boy that was really good. I give that one my highest grade. Lindsay is a hairdresser that reopened her salon in defiance of Kate Brown's business shutdown order. Kate Brown has decided to make an example of Lindsay and the contractors that are working out of her salon. Kate Brown in a contest with Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan who can see the who can be the most authoritative female Gavin Newsom out there. <laughs> Uh, late in the day today, Lindsay was notified by OSHA that she'd been illegally classifying her haircutters cutters as uh, contractors. They're employees, and they're going to issue her a $14,000 fine for workplace violations. So the full weight of the state is coming down on her daring to defy the governor and putting on a mask and giving haircuts. Uh, If allowed to stand, this action puts at risk every beauty salon in the state of Oregon that operates with contractors that the vast majority of them do, I've been told. Even worse, OSHA notified Lindsay that they're also notifying other state agencies and and initiating additional investigations in an effort to further bully and intimidate her. It's ironic that Kate Brown is still pulling in her paycheck from the taxpayers of the state of Oregon. While, by the way, her, her husband's a retired firefighter who gets a big fat pension. Um, uh, While Lindsay and many others watch their life's work destroyed. But what makes it worse is Kate Brown is using the full weight of the state to not just destroy Lindsay's business, but Kate Brown is going to fine and punish Lindsay and has even targeted her family and children. Listen to this. Kate Brown sunk to a new low, sent the Department of Child Protective Services, her stormtroopers, to Lindsay's home just three days after she reopened her salon. That's right. Last week, Kate Brown sent government thugs to threaten the family and children in an effort to intimidate intimidate her. According to this uh, client, that's how vindictive and abusive Kate Brown is. She is a bully and a tyrant. Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. This article is obviously from a point of view. I'd like to—is there any legitimate complaint about this woman and her her treatment of her children? And why now, all of a sudden, the, the state just become aware of some problem with the children, or is it purely that she opened her salon? It's unbelievable, man. And. And as Matt Taibbi describes so beautifully, we were talking about his article er- earlier, the left is just embracing this totalitarian stuff because anybody who, who has the slightest impulse toward, hey, I need to get back to work, is portrayed as some sort of Trump-loving moron. It's just disgusting. Way to go, Kate.
0: So you asked earlier, does anybody with the um, murder hornets, sinkholes, pandemic, obviously, Giant everything gypsy like that.
1: moth? Make any... Uh, uh, Things are 25 feet tall, like 50 pounds, these moths. You
0: ask if anybody's making any bi- biblical claims about that. Oh, my gosh, we got this text. My sisters are both certain that this is the rapture to be followed by the tribulations, and have, s- the tribulation, and have sent me uh, video after video of preachers online dialing everything in according to the mark of the beast, being mm-hmm. the proposed band. blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah, it's practically inevitable. I just hadn't really seen much of it.
0: Yeah, um... When you have an extra hour and six minutes in your life, check this video out. I actually will. I want to see some preachers talking about uh, the Mark of the Beast is the vaccine. Um,
1: Oh, my. That won't help. I wish uh, the whole Mark of the Beast thing was a little more specific so that every damn thing under the sun wasn't occasionally cited as that's the credit cards are the Mark of the Beast or vaccinations. That's the M O B right there. Right. That's the Mark of the Beast.
0: Um, Yeah, I find that interesting. It won't, it won't be a very big percentage that think the vaccine is the mark of the beast, so
1: it'd be pretty funny if uh, you know the rapture comes along and the mark of the beast is just Satan goes around with a rubber stamp and stamps you with beast." you know? <laughs> Turns out it wasn't any of those things. It just says "Beast mark." right.): <laughs> you No, know,
0: it's, it's more literal beast than you were taking.
1: TM. It's actually the <laughs> trademark of the beast.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here's this preacher explaining uh, for an hour and six minutes how this is the the rapture and we're living through it, et cetera. Okay, cool. I will check that out today. That's what I'll listen to on my drive home. <laughs> Fantastic.
1: Y'all realize that that whole uh, this is the end times thing is egotism by you because you want to feel special. You want to feel like this is the time. We are the people, even though every single generation has... You know, cuckoo for coconuts like yourselves. And, you, you know, boy, no, Joe no.
0: called you crazy. No, it's... it's I tell you what, to
1: him. I'll bet you whatever amount of uh, U.S. currency you would like that that in 10 years will still be kicking.
0: We got this text. Remember? I'll take
1: all comers, any amount.
0: Well, if you lose, you don't have to pay because the end time... Shut up. Gone. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're my skin yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.